during the month that's dedicated to celebrating us. We're here to talk from our viewpoints as women and those that identify. These female voices are shaping the spaces from VFX to XR, games creation to animation, plus everything in between and beyond. I'm very excited for this conversation. This is Culture in the Craft podcast. Thank you for joining us here on this podcast and also to those that continue to listen. If you want to share this podcast with others, we are at Culture X Craft on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and also on Stitcher. It's been a couple of years since we did a gathering of female voices, so I am super excited to have the ladies who are with me. Hi, my name is Jinko Goto and... um... Thank you for having us today. I produce animated features and been doing this for over 25 years and also serve as the vice president for women in animation, which is an advocacy group promoting equity, um, diversity and inclusion in the animation space. Hi, my name is Ordria Tops Harjo. I'm the COO of A44 Games here in Wellington, New Zealand. I'm also the founder of Inclusion FX which is focusing on giving people a voice, uh, diverse voices in the visual effects, entertainment, games, and television. Um, I have worked in the entertainment industry for over 25 years. I have worked in um, high-end visual effects at Sony Pictures, Rhythm and Hues, uh, Lightstorm Entertainment, What a Digital, uh, games at EA uh, and EA Mobile, and, uh, and also produce independent feature films. Uh, three of them, once was called Available Wife, uh, the other one was Secrets, and um, All In, which was nominated for, um, and actually won um, American Black Film Festival Best Narrative for 2019. Hi, everyone. My name is Poppy. Uh, I'm an illustration artist and also an animator. I um, uh, have a lot of projects I do with the AR. Uh, my personal work is how artists transfer from the uh, US to China's uh, create expansion and uh, collaboration work with a brand. Um, now, all my goal is bringing more artists to join uh, to create more AR work for the visual reality, um, try to create better development for the uh, AR technology. I'm also, I'm the founder of the organic cosmetic baby mom's care brand. This is really great from all of our perspectives we are covering interesting and expanding accelerating industries visual effects and virtual production right across to games and then animation of course plus vr virtual reality augmented reality ar so really keen to get the voice of women and those that identify as women across this is 2021 we've just been through a difficult year and a lot of the reports are talking about how it's been largely an an impact on those from underserved communities and also women. Well, it's been a, for me, I think it's been an interesting year um, on multiple fronts. I think, you know, obviously COVID took all of us home and uh, working from home um, brought new challenges as well as um, equity in the um, the workspace. Those challenges are there, but also I want to speak to about how it's really helped, I think, our industry where all of us are in a little square and we equally represent ourselves. So I think, you know, we've learned how to communicate on Zoom and how to give space to each individual squares. 
um, which is something that, you know, we were not accustomed to when we're all working one room. But I think being online has allowed us to give everybody an opportunity to speak up. I always um, encourage everyone to speak. And and this format has allowed us to do that. That's a a very positive thing that I'd like to share. I'm in a unique position because in uh, in New Zealand, we're, we're open because of how uh, Jacinda Ardoon had uh, dealt with COVID. So for me, it was more of a getting culture integrated into New Zealand, my Americanism versus the Kiwi. There's a definite culture class in between like what women are expected to do and how they're supposed to behave. Um, Kiwis as a, uh, a people are very, very nice and very um, amenable and very even. And of course, when you're in production, you need none of those things. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that, I've been kind of dealing with that. I mean, I I was I was a freelance producer for six years after working on um, the Avatar sequels, and I was all about working from home. You know, I didn't I didn't I was an army of one, and I had to spool up production and then spool back down. So I was really used to being in that very closed circle that I think the whole world is now um, uh, in step with exactly what Junko had said, like really having to move the world individually in your home space to stay uh, safe. For me, I, I, I only say that because I'm on a work visa, I'm not able to leave New Zealand um, and see my family. I think that's the only downside of the COVID for me. But again, I'll put in the Taylor Swift champagne problems because it is COVID-free environment. And uh, we still have those um, loud voices still uh, permeate in the office space. But I think for me, we're able to handle it. Yeah, 2020 definitely for me, it's... It's a very special year because it's the year my son just get born. But I don't feel I miss much because most of the time I'm have to in home house to uh, take care of my sons because it's a newborn child. But also it's giving me the the time to just think about what I want to do next because I have been like uh, create a lot of the different projects um, back and forth to China. But I think it is a time to create a new community. That's why I'm starting to create more AI expression and talk to more AI platform to try to um, create a new way to communicate, like new tool to communicate for fashion, for education, for uh, future development, for the business. Uh, I think that's because of all coronavirus uh, happened, but actually it's a giving the new model of the business. Lately, I have been taking my son to make me realize that it is time to just start for me to build up something for how other people that's why um now i'm actually in the happy journey to to start to create things more and connect with people more even like today now now i'm trying to talk to everybody is all because i decided to start from being uh, from things from the realistic to visual reality if it's like without our it's just being the mind out from thinking. Um, I think that's a very challenge, but also that's like a good start point for me from the 2020. Yeah, I agree because I think COVID has truly accelerated business in terms of our industry, in terms of working in virtual, working virtually, right? Yeah, yeah so. it's a very hard for the uh, real, uh, like a real gallery, um, the business as well too. So I think visual reality is really how uh, some of the business uh, change the business model. I think that's very interesting. This is We've had a chance to reset or take time to look at what we need. Jinko, Audria, I think Papil's talking about VR and AR, so the virtual reality, the augmented reality. There has been also a massive uptick in virtual production and then games. And how have you found that within your respective teams and then also for yourself? 
Well, games has always been very high on the um, entertainment radar for a, a number of generations. I think it started with, with, with mine when we were doing Pac-Man in those arcades, right? And it was just always kind of grew from there. And, and so now the little kids who were in the, in the 80s are now adults and they have kids. And so, you know, they become a phenomenon and, and games uh, companies have always said that they make more money than, they, than movie business. And so now because of the pandemic, it's all about you know VR and animation and uh, games. These are all things that you can do kind of by yourself, actually. So you're looking at things that you can experience by yourself and try to find, like uh, Poppy said, a, a virtual community because we are still people and we still want to connect. Um, and so the games have just exploded, like you know, um, uh, like anything else. And I think they've gotten stronger. So instead of uh, you could talk about the streaming service. I mean, before, I mean, what? Oh my gosh, 20 years ago, there's no such thing. You know, Netflix was delivering you know DVDs to your mailbox. We should think about virtual production and games and all those things that keep us safe. I mean, COVID is not going to go away. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. going to just continue. We're just here with it. We just have to manage it. So um, it'll always be on the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. And I think what's exciting is I have been looking at into virtual production for about uh, the last two years and, and how we can adapt the tools from virtual production into our animation pipeline. And what COVID did allow us to do was really accelerate it. So it became became a norm rather than anomaly. Now virtual production tools are widely accepted all around in this industry, not just gaming, but both in animation live action is a solution and an option as well. I think that's another great thing that is a side effect of COVID because otherwise I think it would have taken longer. Do you think this has been also a time for women to start feeling that they have an opportunity here to explore these frontier tools because it's such an exploratory space now? How are you seeing the representation across your different skill sets? Well, first of all, I think the virtual production tools, the access, the fact that you can download, you know, um, Unreal for free, you know, that access is so important because when you look at the cost of software licenses that doesn't give access, especially for the underserved communities, whereas now... If you have a laptop, you can download this thing and, and start start making and start creating and start training yourself. So um, again, you know that's something that we haven't seen before that will really help bringing in more women and representation into the industry. I, I agree. I think it definitely leveled the playing field, right? I mean, you, you look back in the history, it was all about excess exposure, even for the film business. It's like you needed money to get the equipment. You need money to gather all those people. You need money to even... Um, just just to uh, develop your negative. I mean, that used to be extremely expensive and cost prohibitive for people who wanted to just even say their voices. And I think with a with with digital era, like like Jenko said, it kind of leveled the playing field. I think she's absolutely right. Now that if you have a will, there's a way. If you have power, if you have the the system to uh, to run it and the time to learn Unreal, Unreal is definitely a world unto it. Self and uh, I think it, it'll be huge to um, just for people to express themselves and have a different story. I think the best thing for me, what I noticed about Netflix of how the world opened up. I think for so long we were just just kind of peppered with just what um, the American view of what the world was, and they would kind of propagate that out into the rest of the world, and that was standard. And you know, cowboys and Indians and shoot them up. But I think everybody else had a voice, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what that is. And um, 
I'm a little sad about the exhibitors, you know, with COVID shutting them down. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know, they were kind of the gatekeepers of what should be seen and not. And I, it's it's refreshing and I don't ever want to see a business kind of crumble that way. But I think it's great that they can morph into something that's more useful, that's more inclusive and not just what the same person saving the day. And that's because that really permeates the culture that only, you know, white men can rule and, and the rest of us are kind of in the in the corners and being the backup or the uh, our, our, our tech or um, our throwaway character and not really have any agency. And I think seeing seeing things and be it animation or VR and having some other voices be their own heroes, I think is extremely important, which goes to diversity and um, the inclusion of other people's point of view, which I think is paramount in moving everybody forward. True. Um, I, bo- I agree both of you say. Um, so for my position as an artist, a female artist, I can see now is to have a more voice come out and more more education come out. I think that's definitely a good thing. Uh, back to the time a couple of years ago, I, ca- I could never imagine I can just uh, sit down to talk with uh, like other females artists like, hey, talk about uh, what's the next part of the future reality? Uh, what's, what's, what's the new way to technology? No, actually uh, doesn't have any power platform allow us to can be equal to communicate but now have a lot of tools like Cuphouse or, or soon and everyone can be a equal to uh, create together and communicate together and I believe the situation like this everyone try to be a fair and equal and for different ways and for for female or for men um, I think in, in on the future I think that will be the great opportunity for more women to join us for the uh, create um, no matter for the creative for, or for the education uh, both way, it's, it's a good starting. This is Culture in the Craft podcast. It's just valuable to have people like yourselves talking about what is actually happening now. And given that, if someone were to come to you and say, how do I make some steps in order to move myself closer towards what you're doing? What kind of key skills would you recommend them? And particularly women, are there any points of advice and guidance you would pass on to those coming into or those working towards joining the industry? Well, I think, you know, what's most important is that you have to be passionate about what you want, what you want to do and know what it is that you want to do. And sometimes, you know, it takes years for someone to understand, is there a specific role that they want to play in the industry? But I think it's important for anyone involved to want to tell stories and have a voice in telling that story. What 2020 has allowed us is that people are gonna listen to different stories and um, respect different voices. So I, I love to you know, see a sustainable model of this. If a woman were to come to me today, I would say to them, what is your voice? What are the stories that you wanna tell? And how do you become sustainable so that we can make this change and that there will be everlasting change versus something that is, you know, that's fashionable. Those are the types of conversations I would have. Also, I think it's really important um, to recognize that we all need mentors in our lives. And again, you know, putting us into this situation working from home has allowed us to create communities, digital communities and virtual communities. And I'm encouraging everyone to find communities within them find people of like minds, find mentors that can help you and create a virtual community so that um, you can progress and you can evolve 
and grow. I think that's sound advice for me. It's uh, it's always been a force of will because you will always meet people that'll tell you that you can't and you have to have the fortitude to, uh, to be your own compass. I started out in film school, but um, at some point you have to figure out how to gain a tribe where you can actually sustain and support and help create a vision um, and, and create your own family, which is why I went into production and, and lean on your strengths. So for me, I was always naturally organized and know yourself and what those strengths are and lean heavily into it. Because most of my experiences being a woman of color, you don't get as many choices or get as many chances uh, to fail. And uh, for, for me, you're always uh, expected to work uh, at 110% um, capacity at all times. Uh, because you don't get any quarter and that can um, that can have effect on your stress and your mental health if you're not uh, careful. So uh, finding that those mentors and people to to help you um, uh, will be vital for your you know survival and, and the business. And, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, you will be there'll be people that you'll have to prove yourself over and over again just because of the color of your skin or what you look like or what they think you can do. And um, it's going to be painful and, but you'll have to persevere if you want to survive. I mean, you know, as Junko, I mean, I can tell you that there, it's no small feat to be in this business for decades. Um, It's no small feat to be a parent and do this job, um, which Papi is is starting to to find out. Um, Like I, I was that parent and having to juggle things on a huge scale and be a parent, which is also a double job. And for women, that's that's double duty for us, um, which puts us in the parameters that, you know, we can't travel or because there's certain times when kids have to or little, they have to be supported. There's no getting around it. Um, and so that will also have an effect on your career when you have people that haven't made that choice or you're with your male counterparts who don't necessarily have to worry about that, who, who have family that supports them and they don't really have to worry about that. Those are things that I would at least take advice for women who want to do this job. It's not for the pain of heart. I totally agree both of you say, and actually I was just making the nose. <laughs> it's so interesting, Paul. Yeah, for me, it's probably four things. So one is honest. Um, always honest to yourself in your art, in your life. That is the, actually the power where I come from. The second part is education. So once you get something, you know about that. And I think it's time to give some feedback and share to what you communicate, no matter which ways, because especially for me, I'm an HR woman. I come from China. It's hard to see uh, same age as me, like same females as me or same artist level as me, the people are in, in the circles. And I want to encourage other people to have more to to explain themselves and how themselves and how they develop they are as well and the fifth thing is the creativity always interesting uh, to focus keep uh, keep the eyes open to some new creative um just don't start start in the some um like all circles because age is not a problem um you always have to keep your eyes open to look at the new technology and the four is love for me um love is very important love is the most powerful and um creatives, uh, the, the, the basics. So I think I think it's very funny. Storytelling, I think it's very important in the animation from how to change digital to animation to visual reality as is your personal uh, storytelling. So you can actually use animation as your own tool or visual reality as your own tool when you create it. Um, you can use both to to create your own story develop. It's also a storytelling too. That's how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, storytelling comes in all forms, right? Exactly. 
amazing thank you it's such powerful points yeah. that are being made there and some of them you may not get taught some of them you may learn the harder way but to hear from yourselves bringing up these really important and powerful um, statements it's just I, I really appreciate you sharing so honestly and so openly and um, before we sign off and wrap up I did want to talk about communities because you're all heading up communities with different types of voices to hear you share Jinko about women in animation Audrey about inclusion effects and then Hopil, what you're doing over at Clubhouse to get that out to the audience. So lately, actually, I, I try to create a club in the clubhouse. It's called uh, Anime Reality. It's all helping artists to develop this skill, uh, help them to uh, share the two and share the experience together. Because I know lately the objects are always about the MFT world. But I think there's a certain point that everybody basically talk about is how they make their art shining. I think animation is the point to help each of them to make them have their own storytelling. That's why I start this club. No matter what's the future yes um mft still have the legalist part of that but still i think it's important to let all the artists know they actually have an extra option to um add the shining point on the digital art that's why going back and forth should try to doing the more topic a more talk in clubhouses all just because i want to encourage other people and also um, now i'm working my uh stop motion animation i'm very want to try to get some like a film festival going i think it's it's very good too for clubhouse very good too because i have been uh know a lot of the direction and uh, knowing a lot of the uh, music musician as well too I think it's good too to bringing everybody together because the animation film is not one personal project that's how I feel like you have to always learn the experience from everyone you always have to talk to everyone um, I think it's a good uh, the development for me for me inclusion effects was something that came to me after seeing the unrest again in America for Black Lives Matter and letting people know that we are also a part of that community and not just white men who grow up across the stage at the Academy Awards. Like we are the engine that fuel them and we have a voice and we're here. So I really wanted to pull all of those amazing artists I've worked with over the last two decades and have them tell their hero's journey, have them be inspiration for young kids, to inspire the next generation so that we can continue to fill the pipe to know that this is possible and not some magic. It's magic, but you can do it too. Yeah, so a little about women in animation. Um, we relaunched back in 2013 and when we relaunched, we wanted to make sure that we had a clear mission and goal. And in 2015, we uh, made a proclamation that by 2025, we want to see gender parity within the industry of 50-50 by 2025. It's been a really, really interesting um, journey for us. There are both internal external forces that have gotten in the way of um, hitting that gender parity. So we, you know, we have programs to really help both internal issues as well as how do we advocate to make sure within the industry where we can get that gender parity. So uh, mentoring has been something that's been a core to our organization. And I'm excited to share that with COVID, um, we were able to um, mentor 650 girls or women last year from all around the globe. And again, it's thank you to COVID because without COVID, I don't think that would have happened. We're also looking now that we have four years left to hit that 50-50 by 2025. We're looking for other ways of how do we become more effective in doing that. So hope to share more news with you guys over the next three to three, six months. Thank you. Jinko, thank you, Audrey, as well, for sharing about inclusion effects. And then 
also pop in about your clubhouse group i will put all of them in the show notes so that people can connect thanks for joining culture in the craft and bringing your women's voices to our audience thank you for having us thank you thank you so much for having us and nice to meet you bye-bye 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 thanks again for listening and bye